a pleasure to see all of you here. And to know that you chose for your second Sabbath of the new year, 2016, to be here, to be in this church. And I hope and pray that you will receive the very blessing, the very encouragement that you need. And I'm sure that God will bless. I want to thank each one for the wonderful Sabbath school class that we had. I tell you, it just seems like you all were teachers. You had so much to contribute and so much to say. And there's just a few of you that I observed carefully that didn't say anything. And the reason you probably didn't say anything is because you didn't have a chance. Everybody else was talking, three, four hands up at the same time. And that's good. That means that you have studied the lesson or that you are interested in and uh, you have been blessed. For this church, I'm so glad for the fact that this church now has voted in a new church ministry secretary and uh, Crystal as our church clerk. We have an extra person now that's on the board and we have great things planned for this church. Uh, we've been here a little while, and it just seems that we're so close to everything else that's going on that it's only special people that come to this church. And uh, you are now coming and promising to come, Hilda and your good husband, every at least twice. You have a home here. I mean, it's a beautiful spot. James, you read the scripture for this morning, and uh, I'm just wondering if I may ask a question or two. Uh, you notice that I have a title for this Sabbath service, and it's called, What's Your Attitude? And you know how many of us, especially parents, look at our children and sort of almost say, you know what? You better watch your attitude. Uh, attitude evidently is quite important. And uh, I'm just wondering if anybody has any idea where I chose to have this as a title for this morning. Uh, what's your attitude? Anybody? Nobody? I do this once in a while. Yes, James. Uh, he remembers our scripture reading where it says about being of the same mind as Jesus Christ. And if you go a little bit further down, each of you should look not only to and your, uh, to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Did, did you notice? There's so much when you read that strikes you and you look at it, and then if you read quickly, you forget some main issues. And, and when I was choosing the scripture reading, 
I kind of looked at it and I said, look, your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. He had an attitude. So what is an attitude? Is anybody willing to tell me what your attitude is or what is attitude? What is it? How you react? Your perspective. Your what? Perspective. Your perspective? Affects your attitude. Okay. Anybody else? And, and if it's important that we have the same attitude as Jesus Christ did, then what is so important about it? About your attitude? Did you know that I looked in the dictionary? And it doesn't say very much, but what it does say is really interesting. Webster's Dictionary, referring to attitude, says posture, which you said it's covering it, position assumed, position assumed. Watch your attitude. Make sure that your position is the right attitude, the right assumption. Or studied to serve a purpose. For your attitude. Interesting. You know, somebody, somebody pinned these words. And maybe you've seen it before, but I'll read it to you. It says, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude, to me, is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, the education, the money, than circumstances, than failure, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable things or thing is we have a choice every day regarding attitude that we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I have convinced, or I am convinced, life is 10% what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitude. A kind of a summary. So if we read the scriptures and we find out that we should have the attitude of Jesus, my other question, and I did a little research work as to is there anything that the pen of inspiration has to say about attitude. 
Well, listen to this quote, and it's in volume four, page 405, very interesting. It says, the savior of the world would have his co-laborers represent him. That's what it is. We are his. We represent heaven. We represent Christ, our savior. Then it says, and the more closely a man walks with God, the more closely a man walks with God, the more faultless will be his manner of address, his deportments, his attitude, and his gestures. That is interesting. And what is it that helps us to have the right attitude, the right speech, the right deportment, the right gestures, the right attitude? The more closely a man walks with God, the better will be your attitude. Now, it doesn't mean to say that when somebody's attitude is way out that we judge and say, hey, you're not really even a Christian. You're not uh, following uh, Christ. You're not. You're just not. No. A person who has the right attitude will be like Christ, not judge, but try to heal, to help, to encourage. Let me read the other half of that quotation from the Pen of Inspiration in volume 4, page 405. It is interesting. Coarse and uncouth manners were never seen in our pattern, Christ Jesus. What an example. What a model to look at and behold and study, meditate on. That even on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing or saying and whatever. He was a representative of heaven, and his followers must be like him. Have the mind of Jesus. Have the attitude of Jesus. It's beautiful, beautiful. And uh, when we really think of the attitude and the mind of Jesus, and as I mentioned last Sabbath, the greatest gift that you got is a gift that God has given you. For God gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God is love. 1 John 4, 16. And in 1 John 4, 9 it says, In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that he might, that we might, Live through him here on this earth now and for eternity. 
What a blessing. What a delight. And then, if I may just read another verse that's so beautiful in Romans 8, 38 and 39. For this year, each one of you are going to make sure you have the right attitude. Because you will be close to Jesus and be blessed by him. And because of the way you're going to or have grown and will grow this year, you will be determined to fulfill Romans 8, 38 and 39 where it says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What an attitude to have. What a blessing to have. What a determination to have. And what a future to face, knowing that the days ahead are not going to be the easiest but to think that God will give us that strength, that power, that nothing will make us fall or misrepresent him the wrong way. So what is your attitude towards the communion service? The foot washing. Where the one that will be representing and washing your feet will be representing Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? And as you take turn, you will be representing Jesus Christ. And then the partaking of the bread, his broken body, and then to think that his spilled blood on Calvary's cross was because of your sins and mine. And he paid that price so that you and I can live forever and ever and ever. So have the mind of Christ, the attitude of Jesus, as you continue with the service.